3: Hi, got today. Oh, Lori and Julia, I have you and Erica Girardi lawsuit. Ooh, okay. Update. She is not everything. having a good
1: year.
3: That's an understatement, Julia. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. So, Erica Girardi facing another legal battle amid the ongoing issues surrounding her estranged husband, Tom Girardi. In court documents obtained by People magazine, Erica Girardi is being sued alongside her company, EJ Global LLC, the Girardi and Kesey Law Firm, and its lenders. This new lawsuit was filed by the Edelson PC Law Firm, and they seek an amount of no less than $55 million in damages.
1: They're... they're They think that she was like the front person. Her
2: LLC, the Erica Jane Corporation. That's why when uh, Sutton Strack, it was, you know, Erica was so offended about that when she was explaining to the other rich ladies who also every one of them has an LLC. And she's like, you guys, when you have an LLC, You're you're responsible for all money that goes in. And all money that goes out.
1: And she said, I found that out when I was getting divorced and found out we owned a baseball team or Mm -hmm. some other stuff. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Edelson P.C. is referring to this situation as a scheme, claiming Erica acted as the front woman of the operation selling to the world, including unsuspecting clients, that the Girardi Kesey law firm was successful. They also allege that Erica Jane displayed a nationwide showroom of the money they stole on Real Housewives. Well, they did do that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> now, uh, the lawsuit going on to say, to this day, Erica uses her significant public platform to lie about her own involvement and to try to assist Tom and others in getting away with it. So they are not mincing words in this lawsuit. The documents claiming that Erica Jane made the cynical decision to leverage the scandal to further her career and stay relevant in the tabloids, meaning more exposure and a larger paycheck for her next season performing on Housewives. Mm -mm -mm. And Edelson PC is demanding for a jury trial in all of this, meaning that they're requesting to have the case Heard and decided on by regular old citizens like you and me. Oh, wow. Well,
2: I've, we know Erica is fooling anybody with any of those uh, ratchet wigs and wigs yes, she she's is. selling for $800 that then you got to have somebody put them in your hair. Where is she selling these? EricaJane.com. I, I don't know where she's selling them, but I mean, anyone with an ounce of hair sends. Who's buying them? Exactly, I don't know. Hmm.
3: Well, a lot of questions. We don't have any answers. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know. So the, this lawsuit is not mincing words. They want to take Erica Jane. They want to take Tom Girardi to task. They want a jury to hear it. And uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Nobody wants to. You. You know, the other side won't want it to go to trial because no, of it's not. orphans, burn victims, yeah. widows. Ugh. It's. He really got away with running a legal Ponzi scheme yeah, for a did. long, long time. He would take a big settlement, pay this one, just like any Ponzi, you know, paying Peter to rob Paul yep. or whatever the saying is. It's just ugly. It really is. It, it
3: really, truly is ugly. Now, I'm not totally up to speed on my Real Housewives of Beverly Hills news. Is Erica Jane still going to be oh, she's, in the season? Yes. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. She probably got a raise. Well, like the like this yep. lawsuit is accusing her yep. of getting mm-hmm. saying that she's leveraging all this to get a bigger paycheck from Bravo.
2: Yeah. But is she, she showed us a very ugly side that I don't know we can ever put that back in the bottle.
3: Right right you know in other Real Housewives news Teresa Judice, she's on the fence about filming her upcoming wedding to Luis for the Real Housewives of mm. New Jersey be
2: on the fence about marrying this guy <laughs> I just watched another episode this morning and I was just shaking my head and I love it's like Grant watching and yelling at a baseball or a no 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 I know. I know. no
3: no no Teresa run from this guy Oh, well, sources familiar with this uh, piece of gossip say that Teresa is still debating televising her wedding on the next season of oh The Real my. Housewives of Jersey, which usually begins filming in the summer. Now, mm-hmm. her rep isn't talking to Page Six, uh, but it uh, looks like man, it could still happen. He
2: would want her to because he's filed bankruptcy. Yes. He's being sued. Her own 21-year-old daughter is saying... To her mom, slow your roll.
3: Yeah, and Teresa just goes, "I'm in a love bubble." She's such (sighs) a dating toddler. Uh, Now, Lori and Julia, why did Teresa Judice go to jail? Because her her husband husband, made her sign paperwork. He,
2: it, it was federal RICO charges. Basically, he, she signed papers. Um, bank things, financial things, mortgages, refis, loans, without, you know, she said she didn't know what she was signing, but that doesn't absolve you from signing.
3: And you're saying this new guy, Luis, has already filed for bankruptcy. He's,
2: yep, he's being sued by uh, somebody for not paying him for a job. He's got, like, an ex-wife or two, and girlfriends coming out of the closet about how he's, cheated, stolen money. I mean, there's a million out loud red flags about this guy. And he's the second boyfriend she's had at the age of 45. So when I say a dating toddler, I mean it.
3: Well, you know what, (laughs) Lori, I'm going to join you in shouting into the void Mm -hmm. to tell (laughs) Teresa to go run, run as far as you can from this. And please, at the very least, don't have your wedding televised. No,
2: And sign a prenup, which she's already Uh, gotten in fights with the girls. No, I'm not going to sign a prenup. We're in a love bubble and he's my forever guy. I mean, it's just such.
1: It's so dumb. It's so dumb.
2: It's so dumb.
3: Uh, Now, over the weekend, I did post this on the show links page yesterday at uh, mytalk1071.com. This was for you, Julia. Did you see the SNL skit, Short Movies?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, I forgot to
3: bring this up in random. Thanks
1: for bringing this up. (laughs) I loved
3: it. Pete Davidson doing a skit praising the films that are 90, 90 minutes, minutes or that's less that's my that is the truth <laughs> i know i saw this uh, this week and i was like julia this song is for you yeah i know i saw you post that too <laughs> yesterday but you know me and they heard you julia they netflix has made an entire category of short mm, movies mm-hmm. that's funny i love that 90 that's minutes funny. or less
2: enjoy no, Thank you. if we can only get the disco stephanie hansen wants from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. so we can have breakfast at midnight
1: i absolutely <laughs> love that idea
3: i like to rock and roll but i also like to go to bed yeah yes. you are
1: here all right
2: another, thanks holly we got another
3: member all right what's happening on the roads grant
2: i have got a real problem a real beef with the soep at the german institute for economic research in berlin And what is S-O-E-P, you ask? It is the Socioeconomic Panel of the German Institute for Economic Research. And they have come up with the most amazing study, you guys. You're not even going to believe it. What? Guess what? millionaires are more outgoing and emotionally stable than anybody else on the planet. (laughs) And I'm just like, really? They don't have food insecurity. They don't have housing insecurity. They they go on vacation. You know, I'm like, "Ah, I'm slapping my head over this one. They actually studied 1,200 millionaires
1: Mm. whose
2: average... Amount of money that they had on hand in the bank was four million. Wow. Okay. So then you figure okay if they got four million in the bank, the how but I'm just like, oh, they're more going and emotionally stable. Imagine that, you guys. Imagine. Wow.
1: News that flash. Is a, that is a duh. <laughs> That is a dog.
2: That is a dog. That is okay. a dog. All right. Now, this one is another dog, but boy, they always get the dog money. You know, the researchers, if you wanted to research stuff, research like if you're in the animal, you know, you want to be in research dog and cat studies are always well funded in fact they're funded (laughs) better than sex and i've got a problem with that but that's for another day (laughs) okay here is yet another study conducted by a university and guess what 75 percent of people consider their dog that's a dog owner their best friend that's 7 out of 10.
1: Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Do you think that's surprising or kind of a study of Kind da? of a duh, but... Kind of surprising. Kind of surprising, but think of... Yeah.
0: Well, you know why they're, they're your best friend? Because they're never going to tell you they're, you're wrong. They always they're, like you. They're always going to love you. And even if you yell at them in the worst way, within five minutes, they're going to come back they're and gonna,
2: say, I love you. I love you. So
0: how can you take... like I, it, That's a duh.
2: That's why... It's their best friend because they don't
0: talk bad. They, they don't, don't talk back. They'll never give you a hard time. You walk in that door, they're always there. happy to see you. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always.
2: Okay, now this I thought was a study of duh because, well, 61% of drivers admit someone else notices that they're having car trouble, whether it's driving or driving on a flat tire or something's going on before they notice themselves.
1: And I'm like, hello, backseat, side street drivers. Well, you're driving and you can't see what's happening in the back of your car a lot of the time. No, but 61%
2: of drivers admit that the person with them notices you're driving fast, you're going over the line, you're doing this, you're driving, I think you've got a flat tire, then they
0: themselves notice. So you're saying 60% of people are backseat drivers. Basically. 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 And And then
1: Lori's car is like a car driver. Yeah, I've because got this She's thing. got that horrible mode thing. That oh, thing the, I was fighting with. You're your, talk
0: you're talking about where it automatically, automatically adjusts you back within the lanes of the It's
1: it's I would hate that feature
2: on your car. Oh, I, I I was at first I wasn't sure. I thought I had a broken car. It was like the time I believe I bought, you because when,
1: it's like someone is taking over
2: the wheel. When I was twenty four and got my first job at like I think it was first tours or maybe I was twenty five. Right. First tours and I worked 40 hours a week. I wasn't being a spring break trip director in Daytona Beach anymore. I was putting my college degree to good use. And I bought a Ford Taurus at Walzer uh on a hundred. And it was silver, and I just had, you know, my beater, my Opal, and my Plymouth Belvedere. I hadn't ever had a
1: nice car, so I get this brand new car. I'm trying to think of what feature this is going to be. Intermittent wipers.
2: No, Julia, I'm driving. I'm driving all over. (laughs) I'm sure I've got a silver car. I I think it was even a manual. I wanted a manual transmission so I could go fast on the freeway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or at least shift my way to going fast. Yes,
2: yes. I, and... I'm leaving my friend JJ's house and she kind of lives over by Highland and just driving along, driving along. My car just stops. You forgot for it. Bingo. But I called my boyfriend. I said, I'm crying. I've bought a lemon. <laughs> i bought a lemon. My car has stopped for no good reason. I keep uh-huh. turning it and turning it uh-huh. and a neighbor lady let me call. On Because you're a on house. stuck
1: on the side of the road and there's no forward. But I'm in a neighborhood, a right. nice Bloomington, so a prestigious
2: can, West Bloomington. You're not a house. And they let the lady let me in, and I called my boyfriend, and he said, "Go back out in the car and look at the gas gauge." <laughs> and I go, "It's on." Oh, it's, I've run out of gas. <laughs> He's like, "I'll be there in you know 15 minutes." I thought I didn't know that. Sure. I mean, it's so dumb. The, it, I don't know why, because it came with a full tank when I bought it and my little opal that I had. I mean would
1: drive for years. It
2: would go forever, yeah. you know, on its tiny little tank, this opal. And yeah, I just prayed I wheels. never had any accidents because it was all German parts and I already had wrenches to roll my windows up and down. Think
1: of what we <laughs> went through. I used to have to use a screwdriver to hit a spark to start my car, Grant.
0: No, George, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: lift the hood. I, started, I think everybody goes through. Yeah. Not Unless our your, kids. No, my kids no, have never done never this. never had a beater car? Well, the, it was... I know, because yeah. I didn't want them to be in well, an safe car. Yeah. yeah, Our parents didn't care.
2: Well, no. <laughs> my Plymouth Belvedere was a tank. That thing, I could get 10 girls in that that back seat was so good for me. You know, that that's, long back seat.
0: That's so funny you say that. I could get ten girls back there. I had a Chevy Blazer from like the early nineties, oh, oh, yeah, and yeah, you they were could, huge. Fit, you know, they're big. And my dad gave it. That was my grandpa's car. It was my so first he car. Got,
2: got the hand-me-down
0: car. Yeah, I got my grandpa's hand-me-down. But then within a year of me having my driver's license and my dad realizing me taking all my friends everywhere, he took that away and bought a pickup with no back seat and he's like you are riding with one person oh, and wow. you and you can't get distracted because you're you not were
2: the party car. Yeah, I was the party car. I was the party car,
0: my dad. And he was not being mad about it. It was great. It was, great. It was a it was a cool pickup, yeah. but he was like I'm going to make this a little safer for you. You're not going to be distracted by 10 friends yelling yeah. behind you. So. Our
2: record was 10 people, my friend Lisa's Pinto, her mom's Pinto. <laughs> oh wow. And we got seven girls in a Volkswagen. Beetle. I oh, just wow. saw
1: a pinto on some TV show. What
2: was it? I remember the Pacers. Oh,
1: the Pacers. Oh, mm-hmm. these
2: those cars had people must have got and the, gremlin. The, gremlin. the Gremlin. The Gremlin. I saw. Grandma. I saw a Gremlin in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Casey and I were laughing. It was green. I was like, why were those cars always green? Red, bright red, red. Yeah. bright red with
1: the white stripe.
2: Yeah,
0: seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We had
1: funny color cars.
2: Um, they really did. We okay, did. I have one more um, study of dove. Yes. But is it a study of data, the most popular mode of transportation? I guess this one surprised me. The most popular mode of transportation in America is now what?
0: Bicycle.
1: Okay, no. so it's changed, so it's not driving. Yeah, it's kind um, of a surprising. Walking. That's right. Ding, 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 ding. Is it walking? Yep.
2: Uh, A lot of times, if people if people are able to walk, more people are walking because um, they're wanting to get their steps. They're wanting to get exercise. It's they've been told by studies that have said, "Hey, just walk, and you don't have to walk ten thousand steps." That was Mm. just done by the guys, the Japanese company that came up with Fitbit. But just. uh, um, if you can just get even a mile in, which is 5,900 steps, more people will go, okay, I'll just walk the mile. Yeah. Out. It doesn't seem as far it, anymore.
1: It, it, right. And you, I like to, you know, and take the steps and do the, all the other junk. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Walk, walk, walk. Not, at, not in Minnesota. I don't feel like that's the most popular mode in the winter. Not in the winter.
2: Not in the winter. Not when people need, like, canes and ice sticks oh. and uh, hockey sticks to get to their right. cars.
1: Whatever you can get.
2: Gripping the side and of And you're wearing building. knee
1: pads and elbow pads and wrist cards. <laughs> right. I'm I'm there. I right. made it. Call me if you get to your car safe. I'm here. I All got right.
2: It. Listen, we'll be right back with the rest of the stories we didn't get to. It's, it's a great tool, or maybe it was a 2021 i guess yeah i Came think it's about a year old bet. yeah yeah
0: okay.
1: all right what do we know Jess? well here's a couple things we know okay. um let's see snapchat is going to have a new tool to help people learn the Amer- american sign language which was kind of cool that was announced today yeah so for snapchat people i thought that was very you know, Coda has just brought so much wonderful awareness to sign language. For- I
2: hope at all the award shows that the award show itself hires an ASL yeah. interpreter, interpreter, and it's not up to the individual artist. Yeah, like, can they just do
1: that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's wonderful,
2: so and let's they hope- can
1: go ahead and close caption them too. As far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. I remember when Dad. <laughs> So, Grant, my dad, you know, was hard of hearing. And so <laughs> say the we least. would put on, <laughs> right. So we'd put on closed captioning. And um, uh, I loved it because my boys would have to read then. You know, I always uh-huh. looked at everything. What an opportunity to learn. Read. Um But really, it is closed captioning. If you're watching anything with an English accent or anything, it just. Is so lovely, like Bridgerton. You need the closed captioning. Yes. They're
2: so witty and quick. Yeah, and and I felt like the binging of call might call my agent. Oh yeah, which by the way, they are thinking because that was you know made in twenty like fifteen. Yes, and it, it four just, seasons. Four seasons. So it, it it had long been over before Americans discovered that show. And I mean, I swear, I was dreaming in French. I was practicing yeah. my French. Mm-hmm. You, because you're listening to it. Oh, I'm working on my conversational French
1: because you because it the, was lovely. It
2: yeah. was. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, it and
0: it, e- and even it with like, if you can't, if it's like an accent that's hard to hear, oh. movies and shows now have become so. Besides the accents, with the background score of the show, it has become so loud at times that
2: yeah, Dairy Girls or a noisy
0: show, it's really hard to hear. Yeah, you could be accent or no accent, Mm -hmm. and it can still be difficult. That's why these closed captions are just. I love them now. Yeah. I, can't, no. I can't watch anything without them.
1: Oh, it's it's just a wonderful way, except for sporting events, Yeah, I'm when on. it comes up over the screen. You don't see Over to the, the score. It covers right. the score. It covers the score, so you don't want it during It's like the events.
2: musicians covering in, in memoriam at the Oscars <laughs> and the Grammys, where the focus is on the people singing, and kind of far in the distance, you're like, who is that? I know, I know. Put the pic we don't need to see who's singing the beautiful song.
0: Put the production, the video production in front of us on the screen. Give
2: us the face because especially with some of the older actors or some people who are producers or like at the Grammys, well, they're a little back in the corner. Casey goes, who's, you know, yeah, I know Ken it. Craig, I, and I you best. couldn't even read it. And
1: I'm like, he's the, we're the world guy. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Okay, so tonight is the second installment. I wish I would have mentioned this yesterday because PBS, um, it's hard, you have to pay for PBS Afterlife if you miss it, if you don't record we it or DVR'd see it. it. Oh, the Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin. It's supposed to be great Ken Burns documentary. It's a masterful biographical profile. Of one of our iconic finding, founding fathers, Ben Franklin. So it's part two
0: tonight. Mm-hmm. Didn't, didn't um, you tell us he was quite the horn oh, dog? Oh, yeah. He oh, screwed
2: his way through Paris <laughs> when getting the Treaty of Versailles and getting the King of France to fight with um, the
0: colonists. I would love when I he learned was that. He was quite
1: a swordsman, he was. A, <laughs> he, I want to, and Manny Patinkin. He's Benjamin yeah, Franklin. Yeah, which he's so fantastic. Yeah. So that'd be great on, on uh, PBS. Tony Hawk. Um, this is on HBO at eight o'clock tonight until the wheels fall off. And it's a brutally honest documentary that profiles and celebrates our forty year old uh the forty year career of skateboarder Tony Hawk. Wow. But he was he evolved from being booed as an outsider to being a living legend and we hmm. just saw him presented the Oscars. Right. Gener- but he and his peers are challenged to reflect on whether all of those concussions, because they didn't wear helmets back in the day. And broken bones Mm -hmm. were worth it as they reached the top of the skateboard, Mm -hmm. um, you know, sports. So that's on
0: two. As he's like 50 now. (laughs) Yes, and going back to the whole, like, him presenting at the Oscars, I watched this thing, and I think it might be part of this, but it talked about how Tony Hawk, when he first started, he was influential in getting these skate videos out there. He bought an editing machine from an old news station, like, classic old editing machine, put it in his garage, and that's where he started making these videos, and so... It had kind of a tie into him. He became big off of his video making more than his skateboarding. And that's something that they were bringing up into his why he might have been presenting at the Oscars. Oscars, Mm. Because he was really into bringing skateboarding to the television screen. I always liked the skiing guy. Oh, oh. D- Miller. Miller. Scotty Miller, or what's no, his name? No,
1: something. Um, he died a couple years he ago. Died, I met yeah. him before he died. I met him in 2014. The, the,
2: um, watching
1: the people getting off the chairlift videos.
2: He was so. Come on. Bam Miller. No. Miller. Well, you met him. I know. How am I supposed to remember his well, name? Well, that's I was just an But there were so many. uh, Warren Miller. Warren Warren Miller. Warren Miller. Those were great. Warren Miller. I would laugh because I had several of my own fantastic incidents. My favorite was the time I was going up Moose Mountain on Lutzen on the Poma Lift. Oh, the Poma. The Poma Lift. Everyone had was uh, moments. Yeah, but it was like my second time skiing. Oh, And it was soft snow, and I promptly sank. Flailed and the thing came around and clunked It me. hits you. <laughs> Those me it. and the
1: T-bars were brutal. Brutal. Brutal if you didn't know how to man that machine, and people would sit down. And it down. was fresh snow. I do Ski
2: Grant. He's on the phone, someone's oh. telling the story. But oh anyway, gosh. oh my gosh, the only T-bar I ever was any really good at was the T-bar on the top of Copper Mountain because it was just a slight incline, <laughs> Lori, and it was just sunny packed it- powder, and it was glade skiing at the top of Copper, so it wasn't a very long
1: so steep ride. God, so many—they've taken out all the sport of getting to the top of a hill these days. Even at Bridger, they put in—they had used to have a tow rope, now you just stand on a magic carpet. I mean, they've taken the joy out of. Work in your hands. I because I really mastered the damn t bar. This was just even a tow rope. Oh, They're yeah. taking those out and they put these magic carpets. I mean half oh, the like joy. Half <laughs> the joy was skiing outside the track <laughs> yes. on a tow rope and then letting go of it and sliding back into a cute guy's skis. Yes. I mean, remember all the crap you used to do on the tow rope? Oh yeah. Now cool. you just stand on a magic carpet. Kids yeah. piling
0: up because right. they lost it and then you're just it's all hysterical. falling on each other. And and the then tow people, rope is great. People
1: wouldn't let go at the top. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you yeah. guys
1: both skied as kids.
2: Oh, oh, yeah. I did. Oh, not. Yeah. We had
1: so much fun on yeah.
2: those damn tours. I was ropes. in
0: Blizzard Ski School every oh, Saturday, oh. and it was a way for my parents to have a Saturday. Alone. No kidding. You know what, what, is what is
1: Blizzard? It's for school? the rich kids. Oh, <laughs> it was for the rich kids. I was poor. My yeah. parents took us though.
0: It was a way for my parents to have a.
1: Yeah, got they gotcha. drop, gotcha. yeah. yeah. drop you off at Hollis. They drop you at like eight in the morning. You get back at like oh, five, and your parents had every like Saturday free. That's nice.
3: Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. (laughs)
1: All right, everybody. Have a great night. We will be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.